Well, hang on. Log Talk Radio. Two hundred. Yes, sir. Two hundred. T-minus 30 seconds and counting. You know, this used to be a hell of a good country. I can't understand what's going wrong with it. Chaos. 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 T-minus 15. Well, they're not scared of you. They're scared of what you represent. 10, 9, ignition sequence start. What you represent. Well, what he was saying is what we represent is freedom, Mel. <laughs> For I cut it off early again. Damn it. Well, what the hell? I know. Hey, good evening, everybody. This is Texas Biker Radio number 291. And the title of tonight's show is What's Ahead on Texas Biker Radio and uh, going on down in McLean County. And uh, welcome bikers from Texas and all around the nation and the world. I got that in there backwards, Mel, but I got it in. There you go. <laughs> my name is Mel Popeye Moss and my co-host Mel O.T. Robbins. We are with Sons of Liberty Riders MC. We are the host and Sons of Liberty Riders MC is the sponsors of this show along with a few other friends each and every week. Uh, and <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's look ahead, you know, at uh, at what we've got coming up here. Now, Abel Reyna, as far as we know, he's still in hiding. But he's going to come out just just long enough on Thursday morning at uh, about 11:45 a.m. or yeah, 11:45 a.m. at the, uh, the the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame. Uh, yep. We may uh, go. Go ahead. Okay, anyway, at the Texas Ranger Hall of Fame. And guess who else will be there? Barry Johnson. The man that stepped up to run against Abel Reyna. And we, we're we going to be there too, Mel. Oh, yeah. We're going to go down there and see if we can get a question or two in. Now, of course, they may not let us speak, but we're going to be there, and we're going to be seen. And uh, I think that'll be quite interesting. Now, you know, Mel, uh, at, at least Barry Johnson will have some dialogue with motorcyclists. Uh, do, do you think Abel Randa would uh, would do such a thing? No, he would consider it beneath himself, uh, one. Two, he would probably feel that uh, it would uh, water down his case more than it's watered down already. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see him doing it. Plus which, he's a coward. He is 
just a flat ass pussy coward. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, if you read the piece I wrote today, I said, well, he sat there so long in that courtroom watching his watches his uh, his courtroom assistants present his case that we thought he had turned into a toad. He has zero integrity. I damn sure wouldn't want to be anywhere with that man thinking he had my back. Yeah. You know, Mel, we talked about uh, Adel, 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 Raina, Abel Raina. <laughs> we talked about him, you know, for the past three years, or oh, it's going on three years here pretty soon. Uh, maybe less than what would it be, but ninety days or so. Uh, anyway, over the three years, he hadn't been listening to anybody but himself. He'd been getting bad advice, <laughs> and he's given it to himself. Uh, <laughs> I mean, real bad advice. I don't and know. Do you like, think he knows anybody that stupid other than himself? I, you know, I, I don't know, but you know, it, it also mailed, it took him three years to paint himself in the corner he's in now. Cause you know, he, he took that, uh, that narrative from the FBI and from the DPS and just ran with it. And I, we don't think he ever stopped to think, well, you know, hey, it's, uh, is everything they're saying here true? Uh, I mean, the lies that came out of everybody's mouth. And he just he just kept on and kept on until he's painted himself into a corner. And then, of course, during the Jake Rizzo trial, the the... The, the wheels fell off the paint bucket that he was rolling around the room. Uh, and Well, I think he had convinced himself he was going to be famous. And he will be. I just, oh, yes. <laughs> he's not going to be famous the way he thought he was going to be. <laughs> you know... And, of, of course, then we have Scooter Bergman come up. We've talked about this, you know, balls of steel, man. Uh, come up there and turn down at, uh, that plea deal. And, of course, all along, Abel Reyna has been thinking, you know, remember, remember Abel Reyna, four days after all the rest, they better come talk to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got that video, Mel. We should play that over and over and over. Maybe we should do a stream we where it just plays over and over and over again. They better come talk to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have a uh, a rally downtown one night for an hour, play that over and over. That would be special. Uh, you know, well, during the during the Jake Rizal trial, and 
course, I love going back and talking about this. You know that you know when when it didn't take long for you to see for things to play out, and even the Waco Tribune saw it. <laughs> even the Waco Tribune said, "Hey, <laughs> something's wrong here." And then when that that restaurant manager got up there, you know, oh my gosh, the testimony from him. Boy, that was certainly a nail in the coffin. I'm telling you. And then you have the Waco police chief get up there and say, hey, we take that stuff from confidential informants and, and undercovers with a grain of salt. Because it's hearsay. Much, much of it's just Rarely true. Under oath, Mel, he said that. Yep. If if I was the lawyer of some of these innocent guys, and we know who the innocents were, people who had a right to be there, people that were going there for political meeting, I would be salivating, man. I'm next. My client's yep. next. Get me up there. My God, man. That Abel's got to change course, and he's got to do it quick. I don't think uh, him going into hiding is a good idea. But we'll see if he stays there. He's got till March to figure it out. Oh, no, he doesn't either, because we have early voting coming soon. Well, see, I think I think he is scared to death. If he loses another trial, uh, it's going to make him look really bad uh, in the uh, in the primaries. I think he's firmly convinced, and I think he's right that uh, he uh, dumps another one and. Uh, uh, the voters are going to say this guy is a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And perhaps yeah. they've already, uh, you know, come to that reality. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Mel, if anybody wants to go read that article, TexasBikerRadio.org. That, that article is called Down the Road. It's a short road, Mel. It's a short road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, I think I did say it's uh, 1145 Texas Rangers Hall of Fame. Barry Johnson and Abel Reyna in the same room. I don't know if they're going to debate or what this is going to be, but the public is invited, Mel. It's the Republican Club putting this on. Well, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a conservative, but, uh, you know, I have to be a constitutional conservative nowadays. No longer affiliate myself with our party. But there's no place to register yourself as a constitutionalist, I do not believe. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. (sighs) 
Oh, hey, Mel, I did get some kudos uh, over the video we did, uh, or I did the other night, where I was talking about just, I got out in the garage, just started talking. Felt something needed to be said at that point, so I just, and uh, I did get some comments on the on my 57 in the background. So uh, what, yeah. one night we'll, one night we'll take everybody on a tour. A little bit of history <laughs> about that. Just just for fun, we'll do that. We'll take a little tour, give them a little bit of history about it, and you know, I think I've had the thing since about 1980. So, wasn't one of those things I owned when I was a teenager. Like old Kenneth Hanks, one buddy of mine, he's got his, he still got his car from high school. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah. And it was a hottie too. I don't remember what year model it was, but it was uh, it was old and it was powerful. Nothing like I drove in high school, but that's another story. Let's digress on that one. Well, <laughs> uh, also down the road, we've got a a meeting, a rally, an interview, whatever you want to call it, at the American Legion Post 121. In Elmont, Texas, Barry Johnson will be there to speak to the bikers, speak to motorcyclists, whether you're a club member, independent, whatever. You're going to be able to ask him questions. You're going to be able to listen to what he has to say. And uh, see uh, see if you feel the way I do. The, the guy's the real deal. Uh, he's concerned about the uh, the fiscal challenges ahead for McLennan County in trying to try 154 bikers because, oh, Mel, we're still stuck at 154, aren't we? Well, and lest I digress, uh, <laughs> no one's mentioning all the uh, civil suits. <laughs> that are going to well, be coming about. I was just being nice, Mel. <laughs> if they think the trials are going to be expensive, wait till those civil suits hit. <laughs> you don't defend those for free. Uh-uh. Especially when, uh, you know, and Mel, like I said in that, in that video I was did the other night that I was talking, hey, a new standard has been set. If you're not guilty, don't step up there and let them push you into pleading something you didn't do. There's too much of that going on. You know, that's a big decision to make. You've got to have some big cojones to do that. But by God, right is right, Mel. And and they're in that courthouse. They need to learn that. And it's it's like we've said before, Mel. You've got to know that that the politician you're voting for 
is an honest man. And in a DA's office, they need to be as concerned about the innocent as they are about trying to find somebody guilty. Because if, if, if they don't, if they're not doing that, they're not worth a damn. They're That's not right. worth a damn. They're supposed to. They are supposed to review whatever is brought to them mm-hmm. to make sure it is worthy of trial. Mm-hmm. That the evidence is overwhelming enough to take this person to trial and convict them. For a crime they've committed, right, Mel, and not and not just take somebody to the grand jury because you know that you can indict a, a ham sandwich, a hamburger, a hot dog, an inanimate object, even. Well, and again, you know the the evidence should be overwhelming, mm-hmm. not manufactured. Exactly. And you know, Mel, we're we're going to take on this narrative too. This this narrative that's coming from the FBI, the DPS, these uh, outlaw motorcycle gang seminars, where they're basically been pushing the same crap for thirty years or more. Let's bring things up to date a little bit, and uh, you know, the next time you and I get in front of the camera, we're going to talk about this. Again, because it's important to bring up. This is 2018, not 1979. This is real, not a made-up motorcycle show designed to gather an audience. Uh, Not a made-up motorcycle show that's based on Hamlet. I got that right, right? (laughs) <laughs> Based, uh, no uh, <laughs> Oh my god uh, Your wife I can't is remember now me. Yeah and she's not uh, She's not near me <laughs> Damn I thought I had it right <laughs> We digress It may come to me while we're talking <laughs> I thought that's what I heard the other night. Oh, well. Anyway, we're going to take that narrative on. Statewide, Mel. Statewide. Not just McLennan County. Because there's people's lives that are being ruined with this mess. Ruined. Look at at this. The cop up here that's guilty of murdering that Hispanic kid for stealing a radio. A crime of passion. So he unloads a pistol with 13, 16 rounds, whatever it was. It's in the teens. He gets five years. And we have we have a bandito over here that never touched a gun. Five years. Think about it. I think that. everyone's still shaking their head on that one. Yeah. You know, um, Americans are all about fairness. 
and and we too are that way. We've been since day one, since uh, since after Twin Peaks, and we started hearing Sergeant Swanton spit out his vicious lies. We we've always been, you know, hey, what's the truth? What's fair? Do what's right. There's some people guilty, yeah. Find out who they are. Take them to trial. But you don't do this to everybody. You just don't. And you you don't make up stuff. You don't hide evidence. You don't do all the things we've seen happen. You don't give them million-dollar bonds. You don't hold them in jail until they've lost their jobs. You don't keep them away from their children. Because I'll guarantee you, 99% of the time, that doesn't happen to outlaw public officials. And when we say outlaw public officials, we mean... We mean law officers, we mean politicians, we mean the Border Patrol, we mean Homeland Security, anybody that uh, uh, that works for the government and has authority over you, some type of authority. I mean, from the dog catcher on up, Mel. You know, I know we say a lot of stuff, uh, you know, but periodically it needs to be gone over again. And again and again, and the and the bikers, everybody needs to understand out there. You know, we need to see you in Elmont, Texas, on February the eleventh. We need to see you there. For you people that are worried about going to Waco, Elmont's not Waco. And we've been down there many times, and it's a wonderful place. Matter of fact, is that's one of my favorite American Legion posts. They treat us right. That place is cool. That is. <laughs> I may take my RV down there one night and just stay there overnight on the hookups. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first American Legion post I've ever seen with the RV connections. I've never noticed that. Oh, yeah, it has them. <laughs> Plus, plenty of parking for your bikes. Oh, yeah. Uh, but other than that, Mel, it's, uh, you know, hey, it's gone kind of quiet down there in the courthouse. You think everything's back to normal down there, kind of? That they're, they're, they're uh... taking a... Taking a deep breath. Not you think it's still you think it's still holds up. <laughs> I have to believe they're still hoping we're gonna go away. Yeah, you know, they're probably thinking everything's all right with the world. They've got Themis back on the dome. Yep. All that ex- all that extra weight waiting to fall through the dome. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, 
But uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they do. Uh, there, I mean, there is no sense of normalcy when you're having to hustle people through the system there to provide your for-profit jails with prisoners. Uh, and especially before they're even charged with anything. I mean, pe- people are not able to hire lawyers or people that don't have any money. We've said this many times. They, they're in dire straits if you get caught up in that mess. But I just thought of something today, Mel. I just thought of something today, and I'm going to tell you here later on. I can't say this on the radio. Oh, Abel Reyna. Oh, I just thought of something today. <laughs> I'll tell you about it after we get off mail. Okay. <laughs> but uh man, let me pull up something here real quick. Talk for a second. Well, uh I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but uh, uh, off the off the subject for a second about uh, uh, Waco. Uh, here a few months back, remember we were talking about uh, what was going to happen in the Navy with those two horrendous ship collisions that they had, mm-hmm. uh, where all of those all of those sailors were killed. Well, lo and behold, uh, charges are being brought against five officers in the Navy. Mm. Uh, they're going to, uh, now they haven't court-martialed them yet. What they do, and this is kind of like the equivalent of a grand jury, uh, uh, they're going to uh, uh, now. They're what they want to charge them with is, uh, and there's multiple charges, but the most important are dereliction of duty and mm-hmm. endangering a ship and negligent homicide. Oh, heavy. That's a heavy charge. Mm-hmm. Now, it'll be presented to what the military calls an Article 32 hearing to determine whether the accused are taken to trial in a court-martial. So uh, this, is a, uh, this is a hearing, I guess, for probable cause to bring these, uh, these five officers up on charges. Uh, if they are, I mean, the worst, of it, the worst of the charges in there are negligent homicide, so they must have determined that these officers were really derelict in their duty. Mm-hmm. To the degree that they want to uh, charge him with homicide. Yeah. So that's the state of affairs to date on those two naval collisions. You know, Mel, and you've heard me say, there, there's no excuse for that. That's right. Not on a Navy vessel. There is no excuse. Because all eyes 
that should be looking and watching everything that goes on around that ship for miles out now, there's no excuse. I mean, there had to be a lot of freaking grab-assing going on or just just plain not paying attention. Well, you know, stuff like that would knock the hell out of public confidence in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know you, people you, would be wondering what the hell is going on with our military. You know, the thing about it is, Mel, yeah, I mean, uh, my experience with radar on ships and my, my sailboats, you know, radar doesn't pick up every fiberglass boat out there. Matter of fact is, in, on my sailboat, there's a reflector that's up the top of the mast, and that's exactly what that does. It's designed to allow ship's radar see you. But we're talking about a freaking tanker-sized ships. There, there's no excuse for that. Somebody's going to jail, especially with the deaths of these sailors who were early in the morning were doing were, were just sleeping. Now I've been in a collision like that, and you've heard me tell that story. Yep. We're in we're in the Mediterranean. We're doing wartime steaming. Only two ships around. There isn't anybody else. Just us and another ship. The USS Casa Grande, the USS Shadwell, steaming, wartime steaming, doing zigzags. One executes the wrong turn. And by the time now they did catch it. But by the time the eyes caught it, it was too late. It was too late. And once you start that, once you start backing down, you lose rudder control. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was something else. At 3 a.m., to have the whole ship pitched sideways. Uh, listing way to hell over and all kinds of noise like you never heard. And by the time I got up to the pilot house, by the time I got my people up and I got up to the pilot house, the two ships had come together side by side and both captains a foot from each other because these ships are identical screaming at each other. <laughs> it was a sight to behold. Of course, back then, we didn't have GoPros and phones and stuff like that. Because <laughs> uh, that would have been something to film. It, these things just shouldn't happen. But at least they did catch it. They just may have executed the wrong maneuvers, kind of like the Titanic. Uh, 
when the danger was seen. Because with the Titanic also, they lost rudder control when they started backing down. Just sailed right on into the ice. But that's a sad deal. It's a Trump's pissing enough people off. <laughs> <laughs> he must be doing a great job. He's got to be doing a great job. Him as much as they are. You know, the the the, uh, the, the Democrats are, of course, they're, they're never going to give him an inch ever. The economy's going great guns. Black unemployment's way down. And, of course, they've attacked him all weekend over something he said about Caribbean countries or wherever it was. But you know what? He, he's, <laughs> he's right. Some of these places are. Their economies are in shambles. And but you know why that is? Because they're run by liberals. Puerto Rico, still half the country in the dark, Mel. Still. Hey, you did say Hamlet, right? Yeah. You were right. Oh, man, that's what I thought I heard her say. (laughs) Chalk one up for me. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Uh, oh man, I've lost it. Ah. Here, hey, we'll play this one. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> I hope I didn't blow anybody's ears out. <laughs> uh, no, my uh, head was did... pretty sensitive, and I was fine. Yeah. Of course, now we find out, Mel, that all these uh, these flu shots are given. Uh, they're only effective about 30% of the population. Uh, they're not, these shots are not right for the strain of flu that's out right now. Yeah, it, uh, uh, that's what I'm hearing. However, you know, and I have to knock on wood here, uh, a pharmacist told me that even if they call it wrong and you get your flu shot, that it will, if you get the flu, it will lessen the severity of, uh, of the case you catch. Uh, I can tell you, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that, uh, irregardless of what the hell you see on Facebook, about all the poisons that are supposedly in them and, uh, uh, the mercury content and the whole bit, I get it every year and I get the senior dose, which is a double dose. Now, uh, uh, I have been exposed several times this year directly with people that have had the flu, and I still don't have it. Uh, I've got an interesting thing, and I'll post it tomorrow, 
I finally saw something come out on social media from what appears to be a reputable source. It's at, uh, uh, they call themselves Inverse, uh, and they, they post a lot of stuff. But they posted a study that was done about uh, these flu vaccines and uh, the fact that, uh, you know, what, what they're calling mercury uh, is really not what you think it is. And there's something else they're always talking about that's in there that uh, uh, creates problems. Uh, and it's not necessarily what, it, what you think it is, nor is it in the dosage that you think it is, but uh, it's interesting to read. I know there's a hell of a lot of controversy. There are people, uh, I've got some very good friends that will not get a vaccination. They are absolutely convinced that it is nasty stuff and they won't go there. So, you know, talking, talking vaccinations anymore is almost like discussing politics and religion. (laughs) It, uh, you know, people are just, dead set in what they believe in. Uh, I think, you know, everyone has to make up their own mind as to what the hell they do. Uh, Probably the best thing I ever heard uh, someone say uh, about, you know, uh, these parents that object to children being sent to school that haven't been vaccinated Mm -hmm. is, you know, what the hell are you worried about if you're so convinced vaccinations are good and they do their job and your child is vaccinated, why are you worried? That's right. That's Something right. to think about. I took a flu shot. Rate, Jill won't, yeah, Jill won't take oh. them. Yep. Okay, it's like politics all right. and religion, isn't it? Well, I wish I would have done, I would have talked about this one earlier when we were talking about Abel Rain and stuff, but... Uh, <laughs> All right. Melody, <laughs> you know who that was? That was Deputy. That was Deputy Kenneth Collins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, he is. <laughs> you know, the other day I said, we're going to start our own database. Yeah. Yeah, well, this, uh, this Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy, him and three of his cohorts, yeah, they were arrested by the FBI on Tuesday. And uh, they were doing drug deals, and they were they were promising to bring in other police officers to participate. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we're going to keep track of this as we go along. Everybody, right now, I want you to scour the papers. Scour, you know, wherever you're living at, and let us know when you have a police officer that's arrested for a serious crime. We're going to start our own database. Oh, yeah. We're going to 
prove to everybody what's really going on. That the the narrative that's being pushed by the FBI and the DPS is BS because there's more police officers involved in more of these type crimes than all the biker clubs put together. Incredible stuff going on out there. Please forward that stuff to us. I'm the one that's got to keep track of it. Unless I recruit one of my club members. (laughs) 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 But, uh, you know, we want to know these things. We want to make it public. We want the truth to get out there. Because we're just a reflection of the rest of society. Drugs are running rampant in this country. Big money is out there to be made. And it's tempting for everybody, whether you wear a badge, whether you wear a patch and ride a motorcycle, or whether you're just some dude out there tripping along down the sidewalk and see a chance to make some big bucks. It's the same. It's the same. You can't single out any one group. You just can't do it. Mel, let's talk about let's talk about conversations on cell phones and the internet. You know, you and I have discussed before that hey, you can be anybody you want to be on on the internet or on oh, your cell right. phone. You can that's brag right. all day. You can brag all day long you're going to whip somebody's ass. That don't mean you're going to go do it. That don't mean you've got the stamina or the wherewithal to go do it. You can go try, maybe. But it's stupid if you're making those kind of threats in digital communications. I'm just saying. Dang, I can't. Well, that's a sheriff deputy, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, he ought to know better than that. <laughs> speaking of cops. Yeah. Speaking of cops, what do you think of that deal they're talking about where Sheriff Joe is going to run for Arizona senator? I think that's just fine. <laughs> Why not, Mel? We have it. John Wally we have John Wally Price has been in office for thirty years. Why not? That's right. I think it's just cooler than hell. It's gonna mm-hmm. drive the liberals crazy. Yeah. I uh Mel, those 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 sheriff deputies, they were offering protection for drug dealers. Wow. Oh, yeah. I wish they'd have gave the others names. They'd expand my database. Well, now we got another fast spy plane. It's hypersonic, Mel. Oh, it's wow. badass looking. Uh, 
Well, I hope they've come up with better paint than they used to have. I can remember <laughs> when I was no, you laugh. <laughs> I I knew aircraft maintenance people in the Air Force that were ready to hang pilots for the planes they were responsible for mm-hmm. because uh <clears throat> in uh uh, in in peacetime, now this this is what used to be in peacetime. Uh, jets were required; military jets were required to run at no more than three quarter full throttle. Uh, you know, anywhere they flew over land masses. Well, being stationed in the Philippines, they'd get these jets out over the uh, out over the ocean. And they'd open those babies up, and they would literally peel the paint off the fuselage. Mm-hmm. And these mechanics would just go ape shit over that because they'd have to repaint the plane. You know, the uh, the squadron commander and the wing commander aren't going to stand for a bunch of splotchy planes sitting out there on the flight line. Now. Uh, I'm talking, now, if you can peel the paint off of an F-100, which was developed shortly after the Korean conflict and, uh, you know, was in service for a fair number of years, I'm talking an F-100, they were peeling the paint off the fuselage. Can you imagine how much more advanced and how much faster those jets are today? Oh, yeah. And I used to talk to some radar guys that would say occasionally they'd spot some new plane the Air Force had that Mm -hmm. uh, was going way over what the published specs stated that plane was capable of. But Mm -hmm. they could clock them on radar. So I can only imagine how fast planes go today. Yeah. Because I worked aircraft for so many years, and Charlie can tell you this too, most paints used on airplanes nowadays, uh, military planes, are radar-observing paints. Uh, I can't tell you what's in them or I'd have to kill you. But uh, (laughs) a lot of it too, everything has to do with the dissipating heat. Uh, So there's certain areas of the airplanes you can't take pictures of. Even that um, F-35 that they had set up down here in Fort Worth, they didn't want you taking pictures of the ass end of it. But it's uh, it's incredible stuff what they're doing nowadays. That paint you're probably talking about was Emron. I don't know what it was because I, uh, I wasn't in maintenance, but uh, I knew... <laughs> The boys weren't happy with it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but, uh, Imran paints really tough, and uh, uh, I had to show you a picture of my sailboat that I painted with Imran. Not going to say where I got it from. <laughs> Did a radar but, O'Reilly? Yeah, gig, huh? <laughs> but the uh, but the finish in it was incredible. After even after the first coat, you could see the it was like a mirror. You could see the 
the boat in beside my sailboat in that boat yard. It was incredible. Mm. But it's hard paint to work with. And paint, you don't want to be breathing. It's, uh, it's good stuff. Hey, people don't use it much anymore. Nowadays, you just paint, take, get out a spray paint can, paint them flat black. I <laughs> 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 well, I think we've about covered it for tonight. We've, uh, we've had fun. Um, anything you want to add? Well, before we go, for those of you who are feeling sorry for yourself living in the South and uh, we didn't even hit 30 degrees in the DFW area today, uh, you need to know there are areas in Russia with deaths reported at minus 88 degrees. And, buddy, we we are not talking wind chill. We are talking brutal. Now, what's the name Minus of that biker group? Eighty-eight. What's the name of that biker group over in Russia? Uh, night uh, the wolf, night wolves, or uh, yeah, wolves, God. wolves, something like that. Something yeah, wolves. yeah. Anyway, they're probably not riding today, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some of them really look like beasts. So. <laughs> But he has all kinds of vehicles. He has all kinds of vehicles in that clubhouse of theirs besides just uh, motorcycles. He got some weird-looking contraptions around. But I guess he could dial up Putin. Yep, that's right. Maybe trying to dial up Trump. Yeah. But, you know, Of course, we haven't heard anything about Pence out riding lately. No. Mm-mm. Hey, but you know what? Left. Yeah. Living here, living here in Texas, this stuff will pass through, and we'll be riding again by the weekend. But it's certainly depressing now right now. Well, you can ride now if you want to, if you wrap up enough. That's true. But I spent all day jacking around with cameras, and uh, working on our script. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, we'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, everybody, write it down February the 11th, Elmont, Texas. Be there. We need you there that day. We need a, we need a packed house. Well, have a great evening. You too. Good night. Bye-bye. That's all, folks.